Hey everyone, welcome to Minimally Millennial. I'm Shelby. And I'm JP. This is a podcast for young millennials who are navigating their way through adulthood for the first time. If you're like us and have days where you ask yourself, how did I get here? And what am I supposed to do next? Then you're in the right place. So follow us along as we uncover the things they didn't teach us in school, including everything from how to write a check to how to be a boss babe. Together, we will unlock the secrets of adulting and try to answer the question, why did nobody tell me this shit? Let's get started. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Minimally Millennial. Just like we did last week, we're going to start off with another person from history. So JP, do you want to get us started with our meaningful millennial before we jump into today's topic? Yes. This week's meaningful millennial I've selected is Mickey Agrawal, and she's a modern day super entrepreneur. In 2005, she founded Wild, which is a farm to table alternative pizza restaurant that uses all natural and gluten-free ingredients and aims to leave the smallest carbon footprint possible. If that's not the most millennial thing, I don't know what is. Um, Her next project was Thinks, a line of feminine hygiene underwear that seeks to empower women and eliminate body shame, along with making donations to women in third world countries. She also wrote a book, Do Cool Shit, to help others follow in her footsteps. So we will tag uh, more information about Mickey in our show notes, but definitely give her some applause for being so great and a meaningful millennial. Well, like we mentioned last time, we want to try to start off the episodes with some information to get you guys updated on some millennials that we wanted to spotlight. So shout out to ours today. So you ready to jump into our topic for today, JP? We're super absolutely yes. So today we're going to be talking about fitness in adulthood and living a healthy lifestyle. Um, you know, as we've mentioned briefly before on this podcast, this is something that JP and I are both really passionate about and something that we incorporate into our lifestyle daily. So you want to share it with you guys, but anything to jump off of that JP before we get into it? No, that's a great summary of it. And I think what's important that we want to emphasize throughout this episode, episode is that both Shelby and I love fitness and it's still hard for us to incorporate Mm -hmm. into our lives. Um, and we don't want to shame anyone for not involving it in their life, but almost use this episode as a way to encourage you to take that first step. If, if it's not a part of your life or, um, just start asking the questions as to what's holding you back from having a healthy and fit lifestyle. Yeah. JP, you want to start us off? You want to tell me why you're so passionate about fitness and why it's important to your lifestyle? Yeah. For those who know me, I've been an athlete my entire life. Um, I was a gymnast for 10 years. Um, I played soccer, basketball, swimming, field hockey, flag football, um, always in some type of physical activity. And then you go to college. And if you are not someone who played varsity athletics, but you have been an athlete your whole life. It's kind of like the first time you're like, Oh wait, what do I do? How do I work out? Like, I didn't know how to lift weights. I didn't know how to make my own workout routine, but I knew that I wanted to stay healthy. And I, I did not ever do anything consistent through the four years of college. I remember going to the gym, like I do some crunches here, do a few machines. I was bored because I was just in there by myself alone. And I remember the first time I took pre-workout, I was like, ah, I don't like this stuff. Like, who, why do people take it? 
but luckily I joined club softball in college and found my community. We practiced a couple times a week, traveled on the weekends. And that was where I've got a lot of my fitness um, and activity from. Fast forward into uh, grad school. I'm now not playing a club sport, focus way more in school. I'm jumping more into my career. Um, and you're, it's like, what? now I, I still don't know how to incorporate fitness into my lifestyle. Um, and then F45 came to my life and shout out to uh, our friend Jenny, who was the coordinator of fitness at Clemson and took me under her wing and believed in me that I could be a coach and an, an instructor and taught me all the things related to the fitness industry. And I was like, I'm in a whole new world. Like, it made me a better athletic trainer. It made me realize I really had control of learning how to strengthen my body and make it fun and make fast forward to adult life. And I'm doing CrossFit. And that is another important aspect of my life. So long story short, fitness has always been a part of my life. It's changed everywhere I've gone. Um, and I notice that I go through ebbs and flows of it, but I always know that I am happiest when I'm working out. If it's, I have to make sure it's part of my daily routine. So it was, I don't know if that was answering the question of why it's important to me, but it has to be, it's just a part of my lifestyle. It's ingrained in who I am, but what about you? What's your fitness journey? So I was kind of the same. I grew up always playing sports. I played soccer my whole life, um, and went to college and played soccer like twice a week with friends that were there. Um, I think I went to the gym like 10 times throughout the all four years. I would like tried to run. I, I like wanted, really wanted to do a half marathon when I was like a senior in college. And I think I, I got up to like six miles and realized my body does not like to run anymore. <laughs> like I just hurt everywhere. Like not even in a good way. Runner's high to me was not real. I was like, uh-uh. And I didn't know anything other than playing soccer and like to run. I didn't know how to lift weights. I didn't, I was too intimidated to go to a group fit class. And if I did, I went with friends who went to like Zumba and I just, I could not get myself into it. It just like wasn't the kind of like competitive environment I, I needed. Right. And so my exercise over that four years was like walking to class and doing a bicep curl to bring beer. <laughs> <laughs> but then everybody always gave me a hard time. Like, oh my gosh, like you just got to watch out for the freshman 15. I feel like exercise has primarily been focused around weight all growing up. And that was always like about how your body physically looked. And so my journey with exercise really changed when my motivations for it changed. You know, I went through that period of college where I didn't really work out. I kind of got into lifting when I got right out of college because I had a lot of friends that did it. And then, you know, had some things happen in my life and realized that it was a mental relief for me. And so now I'm kind of like, I could really Mm -hmm. care less what I look like, but I need it like mentally to feel stable every day. (laughs) Yeah. So it really changed for me when I, when my inner motivations for exercise changed now I need it every day because it keeps me even killed. It gets all those emotions out that I don't always like to get out. But so um, right now I do burn boot camp. It's really brought a sense of fitness community for the first time in my life outside of sports, which was awesome. I didn't realize that as an adult that you could like still have basically club sports, but it was just for like the gym. <laughs> right. Yeah. And that's kind of what group fit was. And you go at the same time and you teach in these communities. So I'm still doing that now. And, you know, we go to the same class in the mornings and we lift together and it's great. But I think it became a really big part of my lifestyle and my inner motivations for why I did it changed. It wasn't just for like, oh, I want to look a certain way or want to maintain a certain weight. It's now like, I just want to feel good. And that's what makes me feel good. Yeah. I love that you brought up the change in motivation. I see that theme across 
Instagram and it's the way women talk about themselves in general. Like, oh, I'm going to have to go work out because I ate this burger today. Fitness is used as a almost like a punishment. It's not talked about enough how harmful that can be to your motivation and relationship with fitness. You're viewing it as a punishment or something that you have to do this because you don't deserve to eat the way you want to eat. It's, I mean, it's going to make it even harder. There's already enough barriers to try to create a, a, a healthy lifestyle. I, I just want to emphasize that I think it's important we we do share that it's it's important to talk nicely to yourself. But I also have to say for the first time in my life last summer, it was the first time I experienced being like kind of shameful in my own skin. And I had never experienced that before. And that was me realizing that as I'm getting older, you don't just stay fit. Like you have to, you do have to continuously work at it. And coming out of the pandemic, where it was a lot harder to find a gym that you could exercise at or find that community. It led to me not talking to myself as nicely as I deserved. And now looking back at some of those pictures from when I was feeling uncomfortable in my own skin, I'm like, Oh, that's not fair. I looked fine. Like why, why was I talking like that to myself? And I love that as I have continued to make fitness part of my every day, that little voice of feeling shameful about my own skin goes away. Yeah. Especially when it gets incorporated from that standpoint. I mean, even me saying it's a mental thing. I mean, I still feel the pressures. Like I feel like we're both pretty fit people, but there's days I look in the mirror and I'm like, girl, like, why do you look like that? And I'm like, Mm -hmm. and then later on you're like, okay, you look fine, but it's all outside pressures that people in society put on us to be a certain way. And I know I had that probably in the last year or so I was in a residency that was really demanding and didn't feel like I could treat my body as nicely as I wanted to. And I saw my weight go up, even though if you were seeing me on the street, you would never think like, oh, she's concerned about her weight. But I was concerned about it for the first time because I was at the same, you know, number weight as I was in college, like in college when all I did was like eat ramen, drink beer and like not work out. (laughs) And all of a sudden I like felt really crappy about myself. And I was like, why? And then I remembered, hey, I don't do this for that. Like I do it for my mental sanity to treat the people in my life better. I know I was having this discussion with my family and um, I'd gotten a little snippy with them. And then all of a sudden I was like, Oh, I've been on vacation. I haven't worked out in two days. Like I'm going to go on a run and I'll be back. And they were like, we don't need to do that. Like you need to rest. I was like, no, 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 no. Like, <laughs> like I was like, I need this. And I came back and my mood was better. I felt better. Yeah. I will notice that too. I will have gone four days without working out or something. And I literally, I noticed like, Ellis annoys me more or mm-hmm. like I don't want to interact with people or like I don't have as much patience and it's incredible because you like you feel fine you're eating you're doing you're being productive you don't think like oh this is actually probably because I haven't taken care of myself my friend Jessica told me one time that she was actually like putting on her calendar and her exercise time and calling it like appointment with myself and mm-hmm. setting it as that that doctor's appointment essentially you wouldn't skip out on the doctors like you know that that's an important thing to go do and take care of yourself for so why if you have an appointment with yourself would you cancel on that and I don't know if she knows that how it stuck with me as much as it did but I'm like yeah this is an appointment this is me time I need to invest in me Mm -hmm. I will literally give up other things in my life to make sure that I can work out yeah 
like I will sacrifice sleep to work out before I will, because anytime I've ever not, this is like a whole nother rant, but I realized anytime I've been like, uh, I really could use that extra 30 minutes when I get through middle of the day, I was like, all right, that wasn't actually worth it. Now I wish I would have just worked out. I wish I would have just done it. Right. Yeah. I think so many people see it as just this to-do list task. But in reality, the people that are most successful with it realize the long-term benefits of it as a lifestyle. You know, why is it so difficult? Do you think to like fit it into our lifestyles as adults? Because I think in college, we had more time, but made more excuses. And now we have less time, but more excuses. One thing that I have learned in this last year is decision fatigue. At the end of your day, when you are an adult and you have to come home and figure out what you're going to make for dinner. Um, I had a second job that I was going to after work. Um, and maybe you have some other just work to catch up on or just doing laundry or like, or taking care of yourself and relaxing, trying to also fit in working out. Like you will come up with every excuse in the book to not have to go to the gym. Oh, there, I forgot my socks. I don't have my Apple watch on. I, I am too tired. Like, oh, these friends want to go get a drink. And like every excuse in the book is easy, but like at five 30 in the morning, everyone else is sleeping. Like if you truly want to get your butt up out of, out of bed to take care of yourself, you will make that happen. Otherwise, I learned that it's just a book of excuses. I knew that the only time I was available was 5.30 in the morning. And that was, that was where it was going to fit in my life. And I'm not a morning person. I learned real quick that every morning I am not going to want to get up. But I have to push that little voice aside and say, this is for JP because I can get more work done. I'm happier at work. And if I want to be the best version of myself for the day, it starts as soon as I wake up to exercise. I love that you mentioned decision fatigue because I, when I always look at my budget and think of things to cut, like going to my gym is probably the most expensive outside budget that I have, like outside budget that I have. But it's a non-negotiable because what you mean about decision fatigue, like both you and I have extensive background in fitness and could easily write our own workouts and go to the gym yeah. and like not have to spend a cent more than we spend. But that's a decision I can't make every day. Like I can't think about it. Yeah. Exercise, I can't plan out a lift. I need, I need to go in. I need somebody to yell at me and tell me what to do because I just don't have, I don't have an Emmy to make that before. I was like, I got too many other things going on. Couldn't go back to writing my own because I just, I could do it. I just don't want to. Right. I forget about that piece too. Like, I just want to show up. I don't want to think about it. Push me and I will, I will be there. Yeah. I think it's also, it's important to know that, you know, whatever type of fitness you enjoy, it's for everybody. It doesn't matter your body type, you know, what you identify as, what gender you identify as, whatever. It doesn't matter. It's for everybody. Right. It's changing in our generation as we get older. But I think if you, especially if adulthood and in your first job is the first time you're going to try fitness, that's an extra, you know, Maybe you're at your first job and you already think, oh, I'm working really hard. I don't feel like I fit in here yet. I'm still trying here. And then you go to the gym and you feel like I don't fit in here yet. I don't know what I'm doing. That's like a big double, like a big double, uh, I don't know yeah. what I'm looking for. To like, I didn't, yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah. To pack it on twice of feeling like I'm in an uncomfortable situation all throughout my day, but it, it won't always be like that. You don't have to have the background that you and I have to go to a class or step up and start going on a walk every day. Shoot. Everybody can do a little bit of walking for the most part. Yeah. Find the version of fitness that works for you because ultimately the, the goal is to be getting about 30 minutes of physical activity where you're 
your heart is elevated for that full 30 minutes every day. You said something way back at the beginning about noticing the changes in our body as we get older. And I think that you see, start seeing the consequences of like a sedentary lifestyle early on, you know, just not feeling as good. But I also notice, like, even when I am working out now, there's some days that I'm like, oh, my knees never hurt like that before. <laughs> like, I haven't done it. Like, why? Or I notice there's certain times I'm like, yeah, and we're, I'm young blood. I'm still in my late 20s. What do you mean? Right. Um, but I feel like there's even sometimes I'm like, oh, my body doesn't want to jump like that today. We're just not going to jump like that today. Or mm, my body doesn't want to go in that deep of a squat today. Like, we're just not going to do that today. So I joke and say, like, my body doesn't like to run. Like, my hips hurt. My back hurts after I do it. I'm like, I don't, uh uh-uh. And I never realized how important exercise was going to be for that and to prolong, you know, this, but we got, we get one body. I right. mean, is that my favorite Peloton instructor? But I say like, you know, don't forget that being here is a privilege mm-hmm. and that not everybody gets to, gets to have. And I think that's so important. Remember that, like, if you have the ability to put that into your lifestyle and keep your body healthy, you only get one body. You can't, you don't get another one. I remember my dentist used to always tell me that. I'd be like, you better brush your teeth and floss. Cause you only get one set of teeth, even though they can replace teeth. You can't like replace your ability of your body to move around really. I see this so often is, oh, my knees are horrible. I mean, I'm probably going to have to get a knee replacement one day. And it's like, no, let, what can we do to be preventing that from happening? Like you do not have to accept everyday pain. People don't realize the privilege of having two legs, two arms, uh, no cardiovascular issues that gives you the ability to get up and get moving. Mm-hmm. And if you are not taking advantage of having a, a healthy body now, you're going to lose it. If you're not motivated to do it for yourself, do it for the people who can't. And you know, part of what I do in my job is joint and knee replacements. And I see the people that get that point in that point where they like can't move. And people come in and they're like, I took this for granted. Mm -hmm. So remember that, you know, all the things you have going on in adulthood and everything that's got going on, like don't take for granted the things that you can control. And that's one of them. But I think I also recognize, you know, I can't even express how many times I've heard like family members and friends say like, well, you know, I move around throughout my day at work, but I didn't have time to exercise today, which is fine. You know, there are definitely some jobs that that just is not feasible. Mm -hmm. Sure. But, you know, like, like JP said, everybody has the ability for the most part to get up in the morning. Now, granted, this is us unmarried without kids. Sure. With jobs that allow us to, there's obviously outside factors, but I think the big reason why we wanted to talk about this today is there comes a point when like when your fitness is a lifestyle, it doesn't have to be a decision. You just know that you're just going to do it. I don't know if you've read the book, Atomic Habits. It's kind of blown up over this last year. Is it? Oh, you got it right over there? Yeah. It's so good. I haven't read it yet. It's on my, it's on my list. You got to read it. Talking about it. Well, it was in this book, but it's also referenced in another book. Um, Essentially like the, I was, oh God, now I'm going to botch it, but I call it like 10 second rule or the one minute rule, something like that, where the, usually the hardest thing is just starting. And so there, everyone is going to use that excuse. I don't have enough time in the day. And we're always searching for more time Mm -hmm. where, well, where can you maybe do two tasks at once? And I was talking to one of my students about this and she was like, I just don't have time to exercise. And I said, well, what do you do when you're brushing your teeth? That's two minutes of time. Just stand there. I said, why don't you do 20 squats for me while you brush your teeth? You have that girl doing squats while she's brushing her teeth. Yes. She's and she loved it. Her, go- her gums. She loved it. She was. Like she was squatted out. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, you, 
What? Yeah, that's a good tip. That's a good tip. That like, but that's the point is like, once you, you're like, Oh, I get moving. I can do it just like that. Or, um, another suggestion that was made in the book is like, um, if you're just waiting for your coffee to, to, to make, what's it called? To boil, not, um, to brew, to brew, to make that coffee brew, and brew is through it. <laughs> go ahead then and do some body weight spots, do a push up or two, stand in place, stretch, like just do something for a couple minutes and stretching. Yeah. Underrated, like underrated activity, right? Just do something and you will actually think- start to realize you'll want to do it for a little bit longer each time. And then eventually you're, you're not just doing 10 squats. You're maybe doing it for two minutes. Then you're doing it for five minutes and you're creating that habit. Creating a new habit seems impossible, but if you can break it down and incorporate into something you're already doing, Mm -hmm. it makes that habit a lot more easily to obtain. You don't need to like revamp your entire life. You just try to figure out a way to incorporate it into something you're already doing. And that way you are more than likely going to stick with it and give it up. I love that. I think that's a really good, a really good point. I know I gave you a hard time about the brushing your teeth, but that is a, a really good point. I think about how many other tasks during my day that I try to like do at the same time. Or you see people that like get up, like stand at their desk. If you have, I got a standing desk. I just stand up my desk sometimes too. But then there's other days because half my job, I just stand for hours on end. So I'll be like, ah, yeah, sit down. But, (laughs) um, but I did read an article from the medical associates, the importance of physical fitness. So obviously we know that it's, important for everybody, regardless of your body type. It just helps you maintain good health and improve your overall quality of life that we talked about. But this article goes into a couple of different things that exercise does for you. The first thing on this list, which I thought was so interesting was save money from <laughs> fitness. And it says, according oh, to yeah. disease control and prevention, chronic diseases cause seven out of 10 deaths in the U S and treating chronic condi- chronic diseases, such as high blood pressure, high cholesterol, heart, like cardiac issues accounts for 86% of us healthcare costs. And I think about that and how many of my personal patients, because I work <laughs> with an older population and the population I work with now isn't, doesn't come from a uh, generation of exercise and the amount of like diabetics, hyper, you know, hypertension, high blood pressure and high cholesterol that come through that can typically be prevented to a degree through exercise and diet. And Absolutely. I think that we were taught in school, you know, they taught us that like, you have to come out and know how to run a mile. They didn't teach us that this is going to like help you like truly help you long-term mm. um, in preventing some of these things. But it says, while some diseases can't be prevented, you can reduce your risk for certain disease, such as heart disease and diabetes by living a healthy lifestyle. So I thought that it was interesting about saving money on those medication costs, because as we all know, healthcare is not cheap, but it can increase your life expectancy. So numerous studies have shown that regular exercise increases your life expectancies and reduces the risk of premature mortality. Oh my gosh. Like, yes, I am so glad you brought this up because insurance companies are not giving you any type of motivation to exercise. Where I'm working, one of the concepts that we're trying to, to push is exercise as medicine. That needs to be more of a conversation because like literally a doctor should be able to write a prescription saying, I need you to go work out for 30 minutes a day. And maybe that, that is like, you get set up with a personal trainer and that's covered by insurance. Why Mm -hmm. is that not a thing? Mm -hmm. And if it is, please tell me which insurance company it is. And I will switch over to them. (laughs) They don't do nutrition stuff either, which is stupid. Same thing. We have patients that come in that need, you know, to lose weight and. They're like, I, I can't, I don't know how I'm in too much pain to move. 
and they don't get any guidance on how to do it. And all we can do is give them education and say, you know, I hope for the best, but we can't, you know, our hands are tied in some aspects of it. Like, don't go, we can't like go to this RD registered dietitian, but you have to pay out of pocket and it's not covered by insurance. Yep. Or go get a personal trainer, but you can't afford it. So, or my biggest thing is, so a big thing for arthritis in patients is exercise in a pool. And there's a lot of like fitness studies that have shown that exercise in a pool can help reduce pain for arthritis. Mm -hmm. But when I tell some patients, like, here's some things you can do, you can get on a bike if you have access to a pool and they're like, I don't have access to either. Those like, what am I supposed to do? Because the most basic exercise I tell people is like, you can walk, but if you're in so much pain, you can't walk. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? But I noticed that with my insurance company that I have right now, they just released it maybe a month ago. It's like a, a health connect that basically says there's these fitness challenges and health challenges you can do throughout the year that can help lower your premiums, like your monthly premiums on your healthcare, mm. which is awesome because it's expensive. But I just wish that more insurance companies would do that and it would benefit all around. We rely a lot on medications and right. Now you're saying this, I think my brother's insurance company might've paid for a fitness watch, but I could be totally wrong. I'd have to follow up with him, but that would be kind of cool to see how many insurance companies are doing that to, to help motivate um, a healthier lifestyle. Other things on this list for like reduce your risk of injury, which we know, you know, studies have shown that the elderly actually benefit the most from lifting weights long, like longevity wise to help with their bones improve your quality of life, which we talked about to just, you know, and find that rewarding experience and just improve your overall health. There's different CDC guidelines for how much you should work out per day. And we can link these in our show notes, but I just thought it was really, it was really interesting, especially to save money. And just to finish up, I want to give some tips on how we can help you maybe incorporate exercise and stick to it into your lifestyle. Um, So I'm just going to go ahead and, and list off uh, some suggestions here. Uh, number one, choose an activity you'd like to do. Make sure it's something you really enjoy because you're. it's already going to be hard to go do it. So if you don't like it, then you're not going to want to do it. Pick something mm-hmm. you enjoy doing. Get a partner, accountability partner, accountability buddy, you know, whatever you want to call them. Someone who is calling you out if you're not there, someone who's motivating you if you are. This will make it a lot easier to continue and stick to it. Mix up your routine. So you don't want to get bored, but you want to make sure it's still something that you enjoy. So maybe some days you swim, some days you run, some days you just lift weights, some days you do yoga, Um, as long as you're getting that movement in, but it's all types of activity that you enjoy. Choose a comfortable time of day. Um, So Shelby and I work out in 530 in the morning because that's what works for our schedule. That is not for everyone. Find a day when you can feel the most comfortable working out. Next, don't get discouraged. It will take a while before you, one, can create the habit of actually having activity be a part of your routine, um, as well as before you can see the results. So it can take weeks or months before you notice any benefits of physical benefits um, in your in your body, such as strength, stamina, energy, or weight loss. But the one thing we do want to remind you of is you should, within 10 minutes, start to feel a dopamine response and uh, actually feel good when you're after you're exercising. Forget the concept, no pain, no gain there. That does not mean anything like you do not have to hurt or hurt your body in order to feel some type of physical fitness gain. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We're going to emphasize again, making exercise fun. A lot of places can, you can connect your phone. You can watch your favorite TV show while you walk or you run. Um, 
if you have the ability to be able to purchase something like Peloton where you can watch a screen and it's a, like a, a live uh, course um, or you feel like you're in a class without having to pay for a studio, make it fun. Get involved. Figure out the ways you can enjoy activity. And the last thing is track your activity. Um, if you can keep track of your exercises, um, it'll help you stay way more motivated. You can use apps. There's tons of them on your phone. Um, this also gives you the ability to kind of see your progress day to day. Studies show that if you can see you making that progress and tracking it, you're more likely to stick with it. So yeah, those are my uh, tidbits on how to incorporate uh, exercise and stick to it in your lifestyle. Well, thanks for sharing that, JP. Um, I think just to summarize, we wanted to talk today about the importance of fitness, how to try to fit it into your lifestyle as an adult. Maybe it was part of your routine all throughout your life. Maybe it wasn't, um, but wanted to really talk about our journeys and why it's important and why it's going to benefit you long-term and why, you know, at this stage in your life, it's a time to make that change if it's something that you're looking to do. That being said, JP, are you Toby, ready? I'm are you ready. ready for your word of the week. Okay, your word of the week is high key. Yeah, this is a two-parter because in order to explain this one, I would have to explain. Opposite key. of low key. So low key is like on the low. So high key is like emphasizing something. Low key is like you're trying to keep it on the deal or like not make a big deal out of it where high key is like i don't know i high key want to eat a burrito right now right <laughs> or is that low key <laughs> you can use it, it for both. you can use it for both but the sentence they gave they gave as an example is i'm high key stressed right now i feel like it's why well, can't you lose low key there i guess what's the difference I guess the difference is like if you were to come in and say like high key elevates the meaning you're like I am like really stressed right now and you can see it on the outside of someone versus low key say you you didn't seem stressed at all and somebody's like oh yeah like you just seem so chill and you're like low key I'm really stressed though mm, okay okay versus on that like like high key this is right in your face there's no hiding it I'm like Oof. well I high key always want to eat a burrito or tacos so <laughs> <laughs> It's probably not how I, I use it. No, I love that. I don't think Urban Dictionary offered anything. That was our, That was my article that JP likes to shame every week because it's my one article. <laughs> but Very reputable our, source. Reputable source. Yes. Mm -hmm. Peer-reviewed everything. Peer-reviewed from OprahDaily.com. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyways, to wrap up today's episode, I hope you guys enjoyed and got something out of it. As always, feel free to DM us on Instagram, connect with us, shoot us an email, talk to us. We love it. Um, keep downloading those episodes and keep tuning in every week. We love you guys and thanks for all of your support and we'll see you next week. Thanks, y'all. Thanks. Hey, M&Ms. Thanks for listening. If you like what you heard, don't forget to follow or subscribe. If you are feeling super generous, you can even rate and leave a review. Remember, the more we hear from our listeners, the more we can customize our content to your liking. We're also on Facebook and Instagram, so make sure to check us out. A new episode is released every Monday, so set those reminders and we'll see you next week.